Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. So blue indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you all, and welcome to Wrestling Revisited, episode 211, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, uh, we're not the robbers in progress, but we have a 211 indeed tonight, ladies and gentlemen, on the St. Patrick's Day, which is going to be a very special night. And that was the great Carol Burnett singing from the Carol Burnett TV theme show. I'm so glad we had this time together. And how proper we are glad you are spending our time together here tonight on the St. Patrick's Day March the 17th, 2020, 1-605-562-0444, 1-399-26-POUND. I am your host, the Iceman, and, of course, joining me right now, ladies and gentlemen, from Front Royal Virginia, hopefully staying safe and hunkering down, ladies and gentlemen, once again, my tag team partner and colleague, the one and only human suplex machine, Mr. John Gross. John, good evening. Yes, and the reason why we played Carol Burnett tonight, Howard, it's because of a very sentimental reason. Lyle Wagner, one of the most famous people on the Carol Burnett show, who started on the TV show with Carol, Harvey Corman, the late, great Tim Conway, and Vicki Lawrence, passed away suddenly today, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, one month shy of his 85th birthday. Wagner passed away early yeah. this morning at the age of 84 and had been a central cast figure on the Carol Burnett show, Howard during the early years of its run on CBS from 1968 through 1972. He would later star in the action uh, superhero TV show Wonder Woman, ladies and gentlemen, with Linda Carter, who played, of course, Diana Prince, as you know, but was her uh, main squeeze on that show, and Bo. Of course, as we said, Lyle Wagner, of course, started in many movies and TV, of course, besides Carol Burnett and Wonder Woman. He also started in an episode of The Golden Girls. Hey, Jenny, I'll be right back on. He was smitten with the late, great B. Arthur. Okay, no problem, Sean. And, of course, that was the same episode that saw the great Sonny Bono appear on that same episode. Yes, folks, Lyle Wagner was indeed a very special, unique person, ladies and gentlemen, Howard. And our thoughts and prayers tonight, Howard, are with Wagner's friends and family. You talk about a funny guy, folks. Lyle was definitely a very unique guy. He also, of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, however, had been married since 1961 and had two sons. He was also named the Playgirl Man of the Month in 1973, a TV Legend Land Award winner in 2005. Sad to say his silence now is no longer with us, however. At one point, believe it or not, however, he was also up for the TV audition TV show Batman starring Adam West. Unfortunately, he lost a role to Adam, however, in that show in the mid-to-late 60s. He attended the University of Washington, however, in St. Louis, however, and was born in Kansas City, Missouri, however. He graduated from Kirkwood High School in 1953, however. In 1979, he also founded Star Wagons, a company that had leased customized location trailers for use by the entertainment industry. He also, of course, believe it or not, however, appeared in other shows like Return to the Back Cave and That 70s Show. He was also, of course, as we said, married to a wonderful actress named Sharon Kennedy, however, and resided near Jackson, Wyoming. Over the years, however, he had other places to call home, including Westlake Village, California, Oxnard, California, Manzulo, Mexico. 
He also appeared in other stuff, however, as well, including Zero to Sixty as a gay bar bartender in 1978, Journey to the Center of Time as an alien in 1967. But it was TV where he shone the brightest, however, besides Carol Burnett, as he appeared in seven years of that show. During that same time, he also did other TV shows, including Marcus Welby, MD, The Barbara Eaton Show, an episode of Maud, The Love Boat 2, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Happy Days in 1980, ladies and gentlemen, Fantasy Island, Charlie's Angels, Mork and Mindy, Murder, She Wrote, ladies and gentlemen, and as we said, how many others. Our thoughts and prayers are certainly with Wiles, friends, and family tonight, however, as we say goodbye to this very special TV legendary icon. Of course, Wagner, of course, was on that show with superstars like Harvey Corman, the great Tim Conway, Vicki Lawrence, however, and, of course, Carol Burnett. This is the third such person we have lost on the Carol Burnett show, of course, following the passing of Tim Conway. Conway, of course, as you know, believe it or not, however, was one of those very big names, however, that we lost however, on the Carol Burnett show, believe it or not, many just recently, however. In fact, however, believe it or not, however, uh, believe it or not, however, Conway, of course, said, say, we lost suddenly and tragically, however, believe it or not, however, last year. Of course, Conway, of course, at the time passed away, however, a year ago in May at the age of 85. Harvey Corman, on the other hand, one of Conway's good friends and colleagues on The Carol Burnett Show, passed away in 2008 at the age of 81. Corman had been known for his roles, however, in many TV movies, however, and also comedies like Blazing Saddles, History of the World Part 1, as well as many others, including, however, the Disney comedy Herbie Goes Bananas, however. He also appeared in the movie High Anxiety with Mel and also did other stuff, however, over the years, including Dracula Dead and Loving It, however, The Flintstones, Trail of the Pink Panther, Curse of the Black Pan- Pink Panther, and many others. On TV, however, besides uh, the Carol Burnett show, he also appeared in shows like Gidget, Hazel, The Lucy Show, The Monsters, Dennis the Menace. Janie, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to get off, but I'll be right back. Okay, John is going to be leaving us for a minute, but we'll be back with him shortly. Thank you what? very much, John. But, of course, Corman may have been known for his best role to date, Tower on the TV cartoon show The Flintstones. It was on The Flintstones where he appeared as the Great Kazoo, believe it or not. Kazoo, of course, believe it or not, made its debut in October of 1965 and was actually the voice of Harvey, believe it or not. Harvey, of course, appeared in many other uh, unique moments, however, ladies and gentlemen, however, over the course of the time, however, and actually did the voice of the Great Kazoo for about a year. Not many people actually knew that was him, but it was indeed him. He also appeared, of course, referring to Harvey in the Harvey Corman show, however, as the episodic lead uh, guy, however. That show would only last six months, however, but actually would have a decent cast on the show, including Barry Van Dyke, the brother of Dick Van Dyke, believe it or not, or should I say, the son of Dick Van Dyke, and the nephew of Jerry Van Dyke. Also, Milton Selzer, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, and Kristen, Christine Lottie was also on that show with Harvey, believe it or not. The pilot episode was filmed in May of 1977, but did not actually make its debut until late January of 1978. Sad to say, however, the show would only last three more episodes before wrapping up its run, however, in the summer of 1978. Nevertheless, however, Harvey said, however, that was one of the bigger disappointments in his life. After doing the Harvey Corman show, however, he would appear often, however, with his good friend Tim Conway on the Tim Conway show, however. That show would last a couple of years, but along with other superstars like Jack Riley, Eric Boardman, and Miriam Flynn, however, he would continue to have fun with his good friend, however, Tim Conway, over the years, however. He would also appear later on, however, in the TV show Mama's Family and other stuff as well. But again, our thoughts and prayers tonight are with Lyle Wagner's friends and families. We say goodbye to this very special, gentle giant of TV lore, however. So on behalf of myself, John, and the gang, we would like to say our thoughts and prayers are certainly with the Lyle Wagner friends and family here tonight on the show. In the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we will tell you coming up at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on Wrestling Revisit, however, 138055 pounds, John and I, along with the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, the King of Kings, Gerard T. Smith, the Black Woman, Sheldon Dodds, and of course, Mr. WCW himself, Chad Hinshaw, will have a lot to talk about what was a very interesting night of Monday Night Raw last night, which we'll talk about here in just a few moments when John returns to the line. And of course, as you know, a lot of people are wondering what our thoughts about Raw were. Well, 
We're going to kind of let the cat out of the bag a little early here when John gets back on the air, but of course we'll tell you that Raw was just, just say, a very interesting show last night. We'll talk more about that at 9 o'clock. Join John and myself and the gang as John will have the birthdays and dates, including a very special birthday of a former Samoan submission machine and former ECW, excuse me, not ECW, excuse me, a former TNA and NXT superstar who is actually celebrating a birthday here today on this very special St. Paddy's Day edition here on the Talk Shoe Radio Network. Tomorrow night, of course, we'll have our double or triple header for you beginning at 6.30 p.m. with Outside the Ropes, 141364-pound, 87-pound, not 64, 87-pound, I should say, pound. And then one, join John, myself, and the rest of the game, of course, with the latest politics, movies, and sports, plus the box office report, ladies and gentlemen. We'll talk about that at 6.30 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, at uh, Outside the Ropes. And John has now returned to the line. John, welcome okay. back. Okay. Uh, I was just telling everyone, of course, what we got planned on deck. Of course, we are also going to talk about wrestling, uh, as you know, debate tomorrow night, 139925-pound at 8 o'clock. John, myself, and the rest of the game will be there. We'll be giving you the AEW NXT war, ladies and gentlemen, from, of course, Full Sail and also Daly's Place. We'll tell you why that is going to be at Daly's Place down in Jacksonville, Florida, rather than in Rochester, New York, as many people thought it would be in Rochester, New York. Of course, they have also announced that they will not be hosting a show, I believe, next week in Newark, New Jersey, or will be moved to a different location due to the fact of what's going on here, and we'll talk about that in just a few seconds. And then at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, we'll continue the AEW NXT debate, ladies and gentlemen, Howard with Revolution 138055-pound. John, again, will have the birthdays and dates. GTS and I will have the news headlines for you. Thursday, of course, Wolfpack will be on 138521-pound. Again, John will have the birthdays and dates that day. GTS and I will have your news headlines for you, and that is coming up on Thursday. But, John, as I mentioned, of course, as you were coming back to the air, we talked about a very special TV icon, Lyle Wagner, who, of course, appeared on The Carol Burnett Show for several years and was also a star of the TV show Wonder Woman, passing away today, tragically, at the age of 84. He is the third person of the Carol Burnett Show, following Tim Conway and also Harvey Corman, who have left us. How are your thoughts about the untimely uh, passing of Mr. Lyle Wagner? Rest in peace is all i got to say. Excuse me, indeed. Of course, he, of course, was a very special guy, of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen. He, of course, uh, started with, of course, Vicki Lawrence and Carol Burnett. Carol Burnett, of course, as you know, began her show in 1967. Of course, at the time when Vicki Lawrence joined the show, she looked like Carol's twin sister. In fact, Carol said later on, however, when they were starting to film the early years of the Carol Burnett show, however, it was actually a spinning image of her. At the time when Vicki debuted on the show with Lyle, however, and also a young Harvey Corman and Vicki, Vicki was only 18. 18 years old, ladies and gentlemen, Conway would come on the following year, Howard, and do a skit with Harvey called The Infamous Dentist. And we all know how that skit turned out to be, of course. And as a result, over the next eight to nine years, Howard, Conway and Corman, along with Vicky and uh, gang Howard, would keep us laughing, smiling, cheering, and whistling every week, Howard, with songs, musicals, Howard, past and present. They would also do some skits that were just too funny for words to even mention, including the infamous Howard Elephant story, which I think everyone has heard that story by now. But uh, one of the more famous skits in the early years of the Carol Burnett Show, of course, was definitely the dentist skit. And if you have not seen that, folks, you definitely owe it to yourself to check it out, however, and definitely check it out later on, however, with the whole elephant sort of Conway, how Italian Carol Burnett, and, of course, uh, Vicky and uh, Dick Van Dyke on the show, the infamous elephant story. In fact, I'll play that clip for you guys at the end of the show tonight as a little tribute, however, to the Carol Burnett Show. But, John, as I was saying, however, we had a lot to talk about last night. You even brought it up on your podcast on John Gross Sports and Wrestling Incorporated, which, by the way, you can check out on Facebook.com under GROHS at Facebook.com. You had a lot to say about what happened last night as far as Monday Night Raw, and we'll get into that here in just a second. But overall, however, the big story is what was announced prior to Raw last night, and that is WrestleMania. WrestleMania right now we thought was going to be held at Raymond James Stadium. That is now not going to be the case due to the fact of what's been going on, Howard. And as a result, WWE has now announced, Howard, that they have moved WrestleMania to the Performance Center in Orlando, Florida. And for the time being, all shows, including NXT and SmackDown, as well as Monday Night Raw, will be held in the Performance Center, Howard. Your thoughts about what was a very, let's just say, unique, interesting show last night, however, at the Performance Center. Yeah, very interesting, to say the least. Indeed. Indeed, however. And the question was, however, was it a good enough show? no live crowd. Yeah, definitely no question. Yes, indeed. And uh, looking at the viewers... Uh, I wonder, what was... I know Undertaker had his entrance music, but why was he dressed like like he was back in 2000 again? 
Yeah, you know, I was wondering that myself even. I was going to ask you that question. That's a good question, John. I don't know. That's a very, very good question. I saw. I was thinking that too, and that was a big question that I think everyone had in their mind last night. I was wondering what was going on here. Well, I mean, Taker's, Taker's secret life is up. <laughs> Does it mean that Taker's coming back to that gimmick one more time before he calls it a career? I mean, we don't really know. But we can tell you that the viewership last night did go up a little bit from 2.16 to 2.335, despite the fact the first two hours, Howard, uh, had a promo with Edge and Randy uh, Edge uh, cutting it on his former friend and buddy Randy Orton, who now he plans on uh, taking care of at WrestleMania. I can tell you, after what I saw of Edge, how you can bet that Edge is definitely ready for WrestleMania. Of course, the first hour did 2.41. The second hour was covered most of the Royal Rumble from just about a couple months ago, the same day that Kobe Bryant, we tragically lost, Howard did a 2.486. Last year at this time, Howard Raw did a 2.7 million viewership power. This year it did 2.33. However, the final hour did draw power considering there was only one match on the night and we saw what happened at the end with, uh, let's just say, Stone Cold Steve Austin on 316 day, Becky Lynch, and of course uh, Mr. Byron Saxon, who, uh, well, let's just say, gave the new term meaning, Howard, of uh, balls, shall we say, Howard, as he was uh, definitely uh, giving uh, everyone a whole new meaning of the word ball, shall we say. Uh, but before we continue on, we do have some breaking news, of course, coming into the sports world as well, ladies and gentlemen. So let's catch you up on what's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you what's going on. And ladies and gentlemen, we can tell you, uh, here is the news. First off, according to reports are from ESPN's Adam Schefter, we understand, ladies and gentlemen, according to reports, that Jason Wynn will be signing a one-year, $5 million contract with the Las Vegas Raiders tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Also, Philip Rivers has signed a one-year $25 million deal with the Indianapolis Colts. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers, we understand, however, believe it or not, however, has announced that they have uh, signed possibly Teddy Bridgewater with a three-year $20 million contract, which means Cam Newton could be on his way out, ladies and gentlemen, along no! with Christian McCaffrey. We understand that is a pretty... guy. Yes. Uh, apparently, the Panthers have made it official. They are definitely thinking about getting rid of him free agency starting tomorrow afternoon at 4 p.m., but there are reports saying that Cam is very unhappy, along with Christian McCaffrey, and according to reports on the Charlotte Observer, ladies and gentlemen, as of late this morning, so it's early mid this afternoon, just a couple of hours ago, according to reports now, the Observer is reporting that Cam Newtonhauer is on his way, possibly out of Carolina altogether, along with Christian McCaffrey, and could be going elsewhere. Also, this just broke in as we were starting the show tonight, ladies and gentlemen. It has been confirmed. It has not been confirmed yet, but it, according to uh, Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter, how we understand that Tom Brady, who early this morning, how I announced how after so many years with the New England Patriots, ladies and gentlemen, uh, being the franchise quarterback and being a Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl winner, as well as NFL MVP, is in Tampa, Florida tonight, ladies and gentlemen, talking with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Bruce Arians. And word is he could be signing a deal by this evening, ladies and gentlemen, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is according to reports within the last 10 minutes, ladies and gentlemen, according to Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington. The news comes after Brace said goodbye to the New England Patriots this morning, ladies and gentlemen, in a brief little video, however, also, we understand Marcus Mariota, of course, signed with the Las, uh, excuse me, yes, the Las Vegas Raiders late last night. We understand we're not sure for how much money, but we do understand that he will be uh, heading there, of course, referring to Mariota Heller as early as tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. Also, we understand Derek Watt, the brother of T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and J.J. Watt of the Houston Texans has signed a three-year, $10 million deal with Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. Javon Hargrave, formerly of the Steelers, has signed a three-year, $39 million deal with the Eagles. Also, Tyler... McKavich, the linebacker of the Steelers, formerly has signed a two-year, $10 million deal. Also, we understand franchise tags have been put on A.J. Green of the Bengals, or the Bungles, if you want to call it that, Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. And speaking of Dallas, Dallas last night signed, of course, Amari Cooper to a five-year, $100 million deal, $20 million a year, $62 million guaranteed. Also, Ryan Tannehill on Sunday signed a four-year, $118 million deal, $29 million per season, $62 million up front guaranteed. John, it has been a crazy three days so far, the first few days leading up to free agency and going into tonight as free agency starts tomorrow afternoon. Overall, some big teams changing places and teams uh, definitely getting richer and also adding on to their rosters like Brady, of course, possibly going to Tampa, Rivers to Indianapolis, Cooper, of course, uh, resigning with Dallas, also Dak Prescott staying with Dallas at least this year for 25 to $30 million a year. 
Also, uh, Derek Watt, of course, going from the LA Chargers to Pittsburgh, three years at $10 million a year. Jimmy Graham going from Green Bay to Chicago, two years, $16 million. Case Keenum, three years, $18 million is going to the Cleveland Brownies Tower, along with Austin Hooper, four years at $44 million, $11 million per year. Overall, it has been a crazy 48 to 72 hours along with Mark. Believe it or Sarah not, Grandma, West Virginia is in, in a case. Uh, but overall, let's get your West take. West Virginia is so in the case now. Oh, for yep. the in the case. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we have another story report, ladies and gentlemen. According to reports, however, this is, of course, from Adrian Wojciechowski, who announced this afternoon that there is a fourth player, ladies and gentlemen, however, that has tested positive for the coronavirus. And you'll be surprised to hear it is, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, folks, Kevin Durant, ladies and gentlemen, is among four Nets players that has tested positive for the coronavirus. According to Adrian Wojciechowski, ladies and gentlemen, he is among the four players to test positive. Sources told that the Nets had players tested by a private company that the team paid out of their pocket after they returned from San Francisco last week. There was also a report the Lakers will get tested Wednesday after, after learning of the Nets' positive test. However, we're not sure which players are going to be tested from the Lakers. However, I would imagine everyone, but overall, John, Kevin Durant, however, is the fourth such person to come up with this. However, what do you think about this story about Durant and of all the free agents going everywhere here in the last 48 to 72 hours? They all need to stay home. 15 days. Yes, and if they don't stay home 15 days, do you think, however, uh, they could uh, stay home a little longer? Do you think 15 days is more than enough in yours? Because to me, I think they should be staying home a lot more than just 15 days. Seriously. Maybe a lot more than 15 days. I would agree. I would agree. And folks, it's a good thing, but J.D., let me tell you, it's a good thing we're we're not on lockdown. That's very true. That's very true. Yes. Very good point indeed. Very good point indeed. Trump, Trump but, although uh, we may not although we may not like the guy, he's told us to stay home for fifth stay away from from everything for fifteen days. We can unless we have to like go to grocery stores or see our father see our family or something else like that. Uh-huh. Certainly, certainly. Well, like I said, folks. Like I said, folks. We're going to be watching, however, this story very, very carefully. Uh, like I said, folks. We're still getting information, however, of what's going on, folks. But like I said, however, it looks like, however, we're going to continue to update you with this story, folks. And uh, I'm going to be back in a second, John. If you want to plug something real quick, as far as anything goes, go by all means. I will be back shortly. Okay. I am back now, and folks, we do have another, uh, my buddy in California just gave me the breaking news. According to reports now, ladies and gentlemen, it is official. Tom Brady is a buccaneer. Yes, folks, Tampa Bay has called home, but uh, needless to say, apparently Mr. Brady and Brady is on his way to our good friend in El Patel's neck of the woods, the sunshine state of Florida, at $30 million a year. $30 wow. million, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Talk about big money, folks. And it looks like, however, it is all but confirmed at this point. Well, New England, all I have to say is count your losses now. Yeah, and it says there's no timetable signing up the signing date yet, however. But Ian Rappaport believes the deal is believed to be around $30 million a year, folks. Like I said, however, it seems like he will be heading there. So not even less than 24, less than 12 hours, at, or not even 24 hours, let's just say, less than, um, well, about... Ten hours ago, uh, Tom Brady was saying goodbye to Boston. Tonight, however, he is definitely on his way to getting sunshine, warm and warm, however, warmer by the day, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, this is just, 
this is mind-boggling. This is just absolutely befuddling, to say the least. And uh, we're going to talk more about this here, ladies and gentlemen, coming up at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, Believe It or Not with Revolution. So you definitely want to stay tuned, folks. We're going to have a lot to discuss here coming up here in the 9 o'clock hour. But before we do, ladies and gentlemen, let us give you our thoughts now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Excuse me. Uh, Like I said, what's happening here, ladies and gentlemen, you definitely don't want to miss that, folks. Uh, We'll definitely continue to update you with this. Hold on, let me just do this real quick. I'm just taking care of something here. Uh, We're going to get into our moment here, ladies and gentlemen, here in just a few moments. But tonight, ladies and gentlemen, besides recapping Raw, how we're going to have a little fun with another twist of what's going on on after our thoughts about Raw. I'm not going to say anything to you now about it, John. I just want to let you to be surprised. But I can tell you it's going to be interesting, let's just say. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull up ESPN one more time real quick if I can get an update on this whole thing with, uh, like I said, about this whole thing, however, with Brady here. Um, Let's see here. See 6:51 p.m. Yeah, we do not have an update yet on how much how he's getting worth, but we will continue to update you with this story. Okay. Uh, with that said, folks, now we're going to go to the first of our two big moments of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you back in time to the year 1996, ladies and gentlemen. 1996, however, and the date, of course, on that, ladies and gentlemen. March 31st of that year, WrestleMania number 12, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, WrestleMania number 12, however, which was a very unique historic WrestleMania itself. John and I will talk about that. One One heck of a main event it was. Yes, indeed, John. We'll definitely talk about that here as we uh, get into that moment right now. It's the first of our two moments begin tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here on Wrestling Revisited. Our first. uh, Moment of this show, of course, is from WrestleMania 12, and here are the list of champions as follows. Brett and also, Man Hart has we, been... I want to also I want to make make some other statements as well. Floyd, Please do go ahead before. Uh, Roger Mayweather, the uh, nephew of Floyd Mayweather. Yes. He passed away today as well. Ooh. Our thoughts and prayers are definitely with the Mayweather fam- family and friends today. Thank you very much, Sean. Did they say how old he was? Uh, let. I think he was. I think he was fifty. He was fifty-nine. No, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. Okay. Well, we'll definitely be keeping our eyes and ears peeled on that. John, thank you very much. Yes, indeed. Uh, Floyd Money Mayweather, uh, his nephew Roger, of course, passing away. As John pointed out just moments ago, ladies and gentlemen, today at the age of fifty-eight, our thoughts and prayers are with Money Mayweather's friends and family. Certainly tonight, without question. And do we have any other news? I'm concerned. No comment on the news. Okay. Well, anyway, folks, here is your thoughts about WrestleMania 12, ladies and gentlemen, as we take you back now to March 31st, 1996, at the legendary Honda Center, at the time known as the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. And here are the list of champions as follows. Brett the Hitman Hart has been your world's champion since November of the previous year at Survivor Series. The Intercontinental Champion, of course, was decided just a few months before, ladies and gentlemen, by the Bizarre One, the very flamboyant, the very controversial, the very unique gold dust, if you will. And, of course, your World Tag Team Champions are vacant since February, believe it or not. So, with that said, let's talk about this show. Of course, your host on the show are Jerry the King Lawler and, of course, the chairman of the board himself, Vinnie Mac himself, Mr. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. With that said, this is the uh, first match of the night. Of course, this was actually not on the paper, but it made it to the free-for-all pregame show, ladies and gentlemen. It consisted of the Body Donnas, Body Donna Zip and Skip, of course, Body Donna... Uh, Skip, of course, better known to you as Dr. Tom Pritchard, the other one known as Zip, of course, better known as Chris Candido, matched by his girlfriend slash lover, fiance, uh, wife, if you want to call her that, uh, Sonny, a.k.a. Tammy Lynn Sitch, who has had a lot of issues over the years, however, since she uh, left the squared circle, ladies and gentlemen, managing her guys here. They were also a unique team, not only in WWE, but also in a little territory called Smoky Mountain Wrestling back in the mid-90s, if you will. As a result, they are taking on, believe it or not, the Godwins, Phineas Godwin, if you will, and his partner, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, believe it or not, however, Henry O. Godwin, if you will. Of course, they are managed by Hillbilly Jim. Now, the Body Johns, of course, defeated the Bushwhackers and Savio Vegas, of course, as well as his partner, stunning Steve Austin, if you will, however, then not yet known as Stone Cold Steve Austin, something for the bad guy, Razor Ramon. Meanwhile, the Godwins beat the Bulldog, Davey Boy Smith, and Owen Hart, however, and also the New Rockers, however, to get to the finals of this tournament. That being said, Skip and Zip are looking to shut out the Godwins, however, and capture the WWF Tag Team titles, so they do so here in the opening match of the evening here, ladies and gentlemen. That being said, however, the Body Dons 
end up picking up the win and become the new tag team champions by defeating the Godwins here in our opening pre-show match. John, your thoughts about this one? Match was okay, I will say. Yes, I would agree. Mm-hmm. And of course, as we said, ladies and gentlemen, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the, of course, uh, Steve Austin was not yet quite the ringmaster, if you will, Howard, and had not gone quite into a big program yet with Savio Vega, but that would change shortly thereafter, as you would see. Now on to the main show itself. Uh, Vader, Owen Hart, and Davy Boy Smith, who of course is going into the Hall of Fame. By the way, we want to congratulate him finally going into the Hall of Fame. Our good friend Michael Feeney, who's been crusading his uh, champion cause like myself and everyone else on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the last few years, Howard will be recognized at some point this year into the Hall of Fame. Managing by James E. Cornette with the tennis racket take on Jake the Snake Roberts, Ahmed Johnson, ladies and gentlemen, and Yoko Zuno with Mr. Fuji. If Yoko's team wins, Howard, he gets five minutes with Cornette. Oh, as a result, however, mind you, however, as a result, however, uh, hmm. Jake the Snake and his team end up getting beat here in the opening match of the night. Your thoughts about this one with these uh, gentlemen involved? Wow. Hmm. And this yes. was Jake the Snake Robertson's first WrestleMania since 1992, I think. Yes, that, yes, yes, that's right, yes, because uh, Jake and had some also, personal demons. Also, this was Vader's first WrestleMania as well. That's right, yes, you are right about that, yes. This was Jake's first Mania since 92, you're right, and this was Vader's first Mania, as you know. Of course, Jake, of course, uh, last had competed at WrestleMania 8 against the Phenom, the Dead Man, the Undertaker, and then had left the company shortly thereafter because of personal issues with <laughs> management and also just in general, but go figure. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, the Hollywood backlog brawl that would uh, ensue throughout the evening. Hot Rod, Roddy Piper taking on the Bizarre One, Goldust. Roddy Piper was actually filling in for Gorilla oh, Monsoon. Yeah. At the time, uh, as co-commissioner. Yes. And as a result, Razor Ramon was supposed to begin a shot at the IC title here, but he got suspended, however, for uh, smoking marijuana. We also heard reports say, however, he was also talking to WCW, and that was kind of true. As a result, he would leave the company a short time later, however, because of uh, the money he was given to by Eric Bischoff, as Vince McMahon could not keep him. As a result, this started actually the day before, however, when they filmed this whole match, and would air the next night, however, at WrestleMania, as it would pretend to be live. Your thoughts about the Hollywood backlot brawl between Piper and Goldust here at WrestleMania 12? I like that match. That that was an amazing match. I would say yeah, it was especially, a good match. Especially with, uh, well, there was moments I could take away. The best yep. moments I would take away the most was the whole the O.J. Simpson thing. Yes, uh, Vince tried to uh, uh, replicate the O.J. Simpson incident, however, from a few years before. You're right. I remember that. And there was talk originally they wanted to get O.J. Simpson to come in for that event, if you remember. And, uh, Vince offered O.J. a lot of money to come in and recreate that scene, however, mind you. But uh, O.J. at the last minute, because of what had happened with his personal life and everything like that, declined. However, and, of course, a lot of people thought that Vince went a little overboard mm-hmm. with that whole thing, if you ask me. And speaking of overboard... I wonder if uh, that... Good. I wonder if that would have had happened in real life. Yes, that, that's a very good point, John. Very good point. Well, we know... Good Oh, yes. But we know for a fact that next uh, Tuesday night on Dark Side of the Ring, ladies and gentlemen, on Viceland, uh, you definitely want to stay back and watch this uh, very chilling, very uh, surreal show. Dark Side of the Ring, we talked about it already. There was a lot of people who watched the first season. Now, where's, where's this, uh, whole, where's this uh, thing at again so I can be informed of it? Uh, it is on the Viceland channel. I believe they'll have a marathon starting next Tuesday, probably with the whole first season. You can go back and relive some of the moments, including the Von Erichs, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart in Montreal, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Savage. Uh, also, some of the fabulous Moolah. Uh, definitely some very surreal things. And, of course, next week, ladies and gentlemen, is the two-hour season two premiere, Howard, ladies and gentlemen, and it'll talk about the life and times of uh, one of the more unique wrestlers in history from Canada, the Rabbit Wolverine, Chris Benoit, what happened, however, that fateful day 12 years ago. Also this year, they'll be talking more about Owen Hart. They'll be talking about the Road Warriors. They'll be talking about the Brawl Fall Tournament. They'll also be talking about the life and times of former ECW and WCW wrestler Mike Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. But, folks, the first season talked about Gino Hernandez, Kerry Von Erich, uh, Macho Man Savage, Brett the Hitman Hart of Montreal, 
Uh, Andre the Giant, folks. I mean, it was really interesting. It's like a 60-minute long documentary. But next Tuesday night, folks, 9 p.m. on Viceland. You do not want to miss this show. It is uh, graphic, I will say. It's very intense. And I will warn all of you ahead of time, however, if you are watching this, please, please, please uh, take proper precautions. Because uh, what you're going to see, however, is very chilling, very surreal, and very frightening. Before you say more, uh, I did... I thought I had more new, one more news to report, but officially it looks like SummerSlam weekend, WWE 2020 Hall of Fame going to the SummerSlam weekend. Okay, so apparently now we're hearing reports. Thank you very much, Sonis. Apparently we thought the Hall of Fame was going to no. be a week, a couple weeks from Thursday, and now they are saying now, ladies and gentlemen, if there is a SummerSlam, ladies and gentlemen, in Boston, ladies and gentlemen, it will now be held on SummerSlam weekend rather than WrestleMania weekend in a couple weeks. So they have now shifted the focus now from uh, Tampa to Boston, if you will, ladies and gentlemen, for later on this year as the Hall of Fame uh, inductees, including Jushin Thunder Liger, the Bulldog, ladies and gentlemen, also the NWO and Batista that will all be recognized that weekend in Boston. So thank you very much, Sean. But you were about to say something before we continue. Yeah, I think that that's a good idea. Have SummerSlam in the Hall of Fame. Yes, I would agree. I would agree. And you know what? Uh, Do that for next year, too. Do that next 2021, too. I would agree. I would agree. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, a very unique match here, ladies and gentlemen. We talked about this earlier, ladies and gentlemen. Two guys who did not get along very well as teammates, now bitter enemies once again. It is the ringmaster himself, quite a stone-cold Steve Austin. Uh, he was yet stunning how he had just come in by way of ECW, ladies and gentlemen. It was being managed by the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, ladies and gentlemen, bringing the million-dollar belt with him. Uh, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, then known as the Ringmaster, taking on Savio Vega. As a result, Howard Austin ends up winning here in his debut match. Howard, although it wasn't a great match, it was an okay match. Uh, John, your thoughts about uh, Austin making his debut here against Savio Vega and winning against Vega, which would uh, shortly thereafter let Vega uh, do his own thing and pretty much uh, be forced out of the WWE a short time after this, Howard, due to some issues. Uh, this, was, this was an okay match. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you there. Uh, at the time, a lot of people realized that Vega had come by way of Puerto Rico and World Wrestling Council, or WWC, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, he had been uh, fighting with guys down there in Puerto Rico, including, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the invader, of course, better known to you as Jose Gonzalez, the man who apparently attempted, and should I say, actually took out the life of former wrestler Bruiser Brody. He had also fought with other guys down there in Puerto Rico, including Abdul the Butcher, Carlos Colon, ladies and gentlemen, and many others, if you will. Speaking of wrestling legends, John, this is going to our next match, ladies and gentlemen. Howard, that was very unique. Howard here at WrestleMania 12. It was the Ultimate Warrior taking on Triple H Howard with Sable, who, of course, was being managed by Hunter at the time. However, she would leave him a short time later. However, and as a result, Howard would go with her soon-to-be husband, Mark Marriage, on to be bad, who had just signed with the WWE a few weeks before. As a result, the Warrior, however, would uh, make one of his final appearances here, however. But this would be the last time we would see the Warrior until many years later, however, here, as he would uh, end up beating Triple H. Triple H later said this was one of his worst matches, and I would kind of agree. To me, this was the worst match of the night. Your thoughts about Triple H and also the Ultimate Warrior. At the time, Triple H was nothing but the arrogant blue blood and had not quite turned into the game or the leader of Degeneration X yet. Ah. Uh. That was fine. Yeah, Triple H actually called this uh, matchup on the Warriors DVD that uh, Warrior was very unprofessional. A lot of people said that he held up in some money again like he had done before, and that's why a lot of people thought that uh, we uh, would see this match. Of course, Triple H would be in a little bit of hot water later on in 1996 with the infamous incident in Madison Square Garden a few months later, as we all know. And speaking of the Madison Square Garden incident, we'll talk about that next week, ladies and gentlemen. On Wrestling Revisited with a very special DVD entitled The Click Rules. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that next week, ladies Ooh. and gentlemen. On uh, episode 212, ladies and gentlemen, of Wrestling Revisited, we're going to revisit that DVD. Speaking of The Click, ladies and gentlemen, it's Big Daddy Cool Diesel taking on your man, John, the Phenom, the Undertaker. This would be uh, one of Diesel's last appearances in the WWE, however. He would uh, make his final appearance here a month later, however, against his good friend, however. Uh, in the main event of the next pay-per-view that would be followed after this, however. But The Undertaker continued his winning ways, however, and looked a little bit better this year compared to the year before when he fought, however, at WrestleMania 11. Your thoughts about the Dead Man versus Big Daddy Cool in one of his last WrestleMania appearances here? 
Uh, that was one good. That was a uh, one good contest. I would say it was okay. I mean, I didn't think it was all that great. I mean, it was all right. I mean, it was halfway decent. Of course, we would see what would happen the following month, Howard, when Diesel would take on his good friend, Howard, who is actually up next, ladies and gentlemen, in our main event, the match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, the 60-minute Iron Man match, Jose Lothario in the corner of Shawn Michaels, ladies and gentlemen, taking on the hitman, Bret Hart. Howard Finkel announces that Guerrero Monsoon is back as president, and, of course, this would end up in a 0-0 tie. And of course, no one actually won the match, and just when it looked like Bret Hart was actually going to walk out and still is the champ, Howard, Gorilla called uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart to continue to match in Sun Death Rules. Shawn Michaels got the super kick around the world, knocked him down, 1-2-3. Bret Hart loses the title. Shawn Michaels is your new champion. And what was weird about this, Shawn had an amazing entrance going into the match and was actually considered a heel-slash-face, a tweener. Bret Hart was considered the somewhat face-slash-hero, but he would change his attitude by the end of the night and would turn his back on the fans, Howard, shortly thereafter and become a much-despised heel for the next year or so, ripping on the U.S. and everyone saying Canada was number one, Canada was awesome, Howard, with his Hart Foundation family. And a lot of people remember some of the comments he made, including one infamous comment he made in Pittsburgh, I remember, which I was at that show, I remember, saying that the American cesspool toilet begins in Pittsburgh and can stick it up the rear end. A lot of people actually was ready to lynch him that night in Pittsburgh, I remember, and a lot of people on TV, I'm sure, were ready to do the same thing, rip their TVs out and just throw it out the window. But overall, Brett and Sean always had some unique matches, and this was no different. And as we said, this was one of the better matches of 1996, folks. Overall, your thoughts about Shawn Michaels finally getting the dream that came to him as the new world champion, defeating Bret Hart here in our closing match at WrestleMania 12. Best match of the night. Oh, I would agree. I would definitely agree with you there. No question about it. No question about it, indeed. Very good, indeed, there, John. Overall, uh, your uh, final thoughts about uh, WrestleMania 12 on a scale of 1 to 10. I give this show about a 5. I mean, it could have been a little bit better. I think the main event saved it, however, but overall, I thought it could have been just a little bit better. 5. All right, thank you very much. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to another WrestleMania moment, ladies and gentlemen, in time. This time, we're going to fast forward the clock a year, ladies and gentlemen, to March 13. WrestleMania 13, ladies and gentlemen, March, WrestleMania 13 from March 23rd, 1997, ladies and gentlemen, live from Chicago. That's right, Chi-Town, ladies and gentlemen, at the Rosemont Horizon. Here are your list of champions as follows. Psycho Sid has been your world champion since February after what had happened at the Fatal 4-Way the month before, however, by winning the title, however, thanks to stunning Steve Austin, who... Now is known as Stone Cold Steve Austin, however, in which he would be featured in one of our bigger bouts of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, on this night, however. By the way, of course, uh, he was your world's heavyweight champion. The Rock, of course, had won the IC title from Triple H, however, the same night that Shawn Michaels had decided to hang it up, ladies and gentlemen, due to some back issues and some personal issues, and actually set out this year's WrestleMania, believe it or not. A few weeks before WrestleMania, of course, uh, 13, we saw Davey Boy Smith become the first ever European champion. And believe it or not, Davy Boy Smith had another title to boot, however, with his good friend Owen Hart, however, as the world's tag team champions, if you will. With that said, how are your hosts for the show, of course, are, believe it or not, Vince McMahon and Jerry the King Lawler. But this time, however, they're welcomed by a guy who, late 1996, early 97, had gone on the defensive and actually attacked Vince McMahon, both professionally and personally, however, because of his health issues, ladies and gentlemen. And that was everyone's favorite Boomer Sooner himself, ladies and gentlemen, the Oklahoma man himself, good old Jim Ross, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Jr. ladies and gentlemen, was on the commentary. So, John, a very unique, uh, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, definitely had a lot of fun, however, by joining up with uh, King and also, believe it or not, that consisting of uh, Vince McMahon. So, a very unique uh, pairing, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen, here. Sorry, on that was very... my talking JD. Sorry, uh, that's okay. Uh, but the folks, as we said, that was a very special, like I said, moment there, ladies and gentlemen, as we welcome those three guys to become our commentary team overall, pretty good commentary team here to start out WrestleMania number 13. Lucky number 13. Would it be lucky? Would it be unlucky? We'll let you know here right now. And, of course, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, we'll tell you about it here right now. Our first match of WrestleMania number 13 is... Dun, 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 dun. It is a very special match, ladies and gentlemen. The new Blue Blackjacks taking on the Goblins, taking on the Headbangers, taking on Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. Of course, the winner will get a tag title shot, of course, ladies and gentlemen. However... The next night on Raw, as a result, however, Thrasher and company end up picking up the win as the Headbangers pick up the win and are the new winners of the uh, tag team titles, however, should I say, however. This was the best choice for an opener, of course, however. Tomorrow night on Raw, the Headbangers will get the winner of tonight's tag team championship matches as the Godwins, the Headbangers, Furness and LaFon, who were only in the company for a brief cup of coffee, if you will, for just a short time, end up winning here. Your thoughts about this opening matchup that saw 
the uh, Headbangers pick up the win here at WrestleMania 13. Uh, that was good. a good four-way match. Good way to kick off the show. I would agree. I would definitely agree with you there. Very good point indeed. Up next, another great moment, ladies and gentlemen, however. We'll tell you about it here, ladies and gentlemen, on uh, WrestleMania 13. It is a very unique moment, ladies and gentlemen. The IC champion, Rocky Maivia, taking on the Sultan with Bob Backlund and the Sheik. The honky tonk man was actually, believe it or not, however, joined the commentary team, and we saw some interesting people sitting in front row in the ringside area, including Arnold Skolan, Captain Lou Albano, and Tony Atlas. This would be uh, Albano, Atlas, and Skolan's uh, last appearance, I believe, in the WWE here, surprisingly. Uh, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let's tell you about this match. This match, of course, came by way of what happened, however, mind you, as a result. The Rock, of course, ended up picking up the win, and then we would see The Rock's father help out, however, after Backlund Sheik would join the Sultan, however, beat down The Rock, however, and at the end of the night, father and son had a very special moment. The Rock man, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Soul Man himself, and of course, his son, Dwayne, definitely celebrating with the crowd, however, and this was uh, surprisingly good, to say the least. Overall, I thought it could have been a little bit better, but nevertheless, it was still good for what it was. Uh, your thoughts about this IC title matchup between the Sultan and The Rock? Uh, the Rock, great competitor. Well, The Rock didn't have uh, many crowd react re- response back in the day. He made his debut. No, he, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. I mean, he came in. I mean, a lot of people thought when he came in, however, that uh, he would uh, be like his father. A lot of people thought, however, that he would uh, do really well. However, let's just say a lot of people thought. The way he was, however, he didn't deserve all the special treatment concerning who his father was and everything like that. Of course, we know him and his father, the legendary Tony Atlas, of course, were the first African-American tag team champions, believe it or not. Uh, We had talked about it before. A lot of people thought, however, he came as a pompous, arrogant ass. A lot of people thought he was just a plain vanilla babyface, and he was just just wet behind the ears. But once uh, the Rocky uh, Die, Rocky Die chance began, you could tell that the fans really just absolutely despised him even more. I mean, they really tore him a new one, to say the least. And uh, it was interesting, let's just say. It really was. Uh, but nevertheless, very interesting developments there, to say the least. However, uh, very, very unique, to say the least. However, And with that said, that is what happened there. Up next, two guys who had known each other a little bit, however, from what had happened the previous month, the Bizarre One Goldust taking on Triple H. Triple H, of course, had had uh, this new uh, Amazonian woman who had roughed around, let's just say, uh, Goldust's uh, somewhat ex-wife, Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Runnels, and that, of course, being the ninth wonder of the world, China, as we would find out her name, however, soon to be after this, however, mind you. That being said, very interesting developments that happened here in a one-on-one contest between Triple H and China, if you will. And as a result, however, uh, Triple H ended up picking up the win here, however, against Goldust. To me, this match went a little too long. I thought it was okay, but really... It wasn't all that great. Uh, your thoughts about Goldust and Triple H here with Marlena, a.k.a. Terry Runnels, and, of course, China in the corner of their respectable uh, men. Your thoughts about this one? Uh, that was okay. I would agree with you there. I would definitely agree with you there. Very good point indeed. Thank you very much, there, John. Up next, ladies and gentlemen, another very unique moment, ladies and gentlemen. The tag team titles are on the line. Owen Bulldog taking on Vader and Mankind with, oh, yes, Mr. Paul Bear, if you will. As a result, Dang however, it. oh yes. Anyway, uh, as a result, however, many people thought that Vader and Mankind were going to win. However, but unfortunately, the both teams lost by countout. So unfortunately, we did not see anyone win the match here. So unfortunately, the Godwins, however, would have to wait however, until the following night on Raw. However, mind you, about what was going on. However, but that being said, a very interesting uh, matter that would be solved the next night on Raw. Uh, that being said, your thoughts about this matchup ending up being a no-contest uh, winner here between uh, these uh, four individuals? Ooh. Yes. Yes, I know. I wasn't real impressed with that either. Believe you me, I wasn't very impressed with that either. Up next was one of the better matches of the night, ladies and gentlemen. This was one of the two better matches of the show, ladies and gentlemen. The infamous uh, I Quit match, ladies and gentlemen, with Ken Shamrock in the corner. Bret Hart and Steve Austin. We had talked about Bret Hart's actions the year before. Steve Austin had slowly transitioned, however, from a heel to a face, but had not quite turned all the way just yet. 
This would signify Brett would fully go blown heel. However, after being a tweener, however, after what happened at WrestleMania 12, but Brett would finally snap and just go nuts here. Uh, overall, we would see what would happen. However, in the submission match to this day is considered one of the more unique submission matches in history, up and along the lines with Magnum T.A. and Tully Blanchard and some others. John, your thoughts about the infamous Hitman Stone Cold match from WrestleMania 13? Oh, it was brutal and blood, bloody. Yes, it was. And we would see uh, a change of Brett's attitude, however. Of course, later on in 97, we would see what would happen in Montreal. We would see what happened when Brett would uh, fight with Vince McMahon, both on and off TV, however, about his contract and with the fans all over the country. Uh, Brett, of well, course, had actually started to be in his It's a good thing you mentioned Austin Brett, Jamie, because I watched Austin, I watched some of Austin and Brett's interview before the show. Oh, yes, on the, uh, I, I meant to see that. I have not watched that yet. Yes, on the Broken Skull Sessions uh, that just aired yesterday. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. How was that, by the way? I'm still, I was just previewing it for some lot. Okay. Well, I have heard it is very good, however, and, uh, I have not watched any of the Broken Skull sessions yet, but I have heard it's very good. I heard it was very interesting that Brett had a lot to talk about, including Montreal, including what happened in Chicago at WrestleMania 13, including uh, some things about Vince. Uh, it was very interesting from what I heard, and I heard uh, his interview with The Undertaker and The Big Show were very good, too. I'm going to try catching up on some of those maybe in the next couple days. Uh, hopefully later this week or maybe this weekend or early next week on Raw Radio, I will have an update on those stories. However, I've been watching a lot of old ECW footage from 1994-95, including early years of The Sandman, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Taz, Sabu, The Funks, The Public Enemy, that whole spiel. But I'll definitely check it out at some point. But uh, I heard uh, that the, the, the Brett Austin uh, Stone Cold podcast on the Broken Skull Sessions was very, very good, very interesting to say the least. Now, speaking of Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about a very unique team, ladies and gentlemen, that happened here, ladies and gentlemen, however. It was the Legion of Doom and Ahmed Johnson taking on Farouk Crush and Savio Vega uh, with the Nation of Domination. Uh, overall, this was a very interesting match, however. Animal and, of course, the... Uh, Johnson and Hawk, however, would end up picking up the win here. Your thoughts about the Legion of Doom here winning this one, despite the fact that Ahmed Johnson, however, shortly thereafter would have some serious issues, however, with not only management, however, but with the fans also as well, however, and as a result, things got a little testy around this time. No pun intended, but it was definitely intense to say the least, however, as we would see Ahmed Johnson not uh, stay around much longer shortly thereafter because of what went down. Your thoughts about uh, Hawk Animal and, of course, Ahmed picking up the win on uh, Crush, I believe it was, yeah, Crush, Savio Vega, and Farouk. Savio Vega had actually turned his back on Ahmed Johnson to join up with Farouk and company. Farouk had not yet become uh, his real name, Ron Simmons, yet. But your thoughts about this one? Indeed it was. And like we said, folks, very interesting match, to say the least, ladies and gentlemen. It was very interesting. Of course, a lot of people thought what happened, however, was crazy. Uh, Hawk and Animal, we know, of course, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, of course, have had some great moments over the years with some great teams, <coughs> whether it be the Men I Express, the Russians, Ivan and Nikita Koloff, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Russian Nightmare and the Russian Bear, uh, the Men I Express, uh, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan Lane, Loverboy Dennis, and, uh, of course, uh, ladies and gentlemen, James E. Cornette, uh, the four horsemen, Tully and Arnhauer, Arn Anderson, and Tully Blanchard, ladies and gentlemen, that is. Uh, we'll be right, I'll be right back, John. We'll continue this conversation in a minute. Okay.
Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. And my friend just called me again from Cal. Uh, our good friend uh, Tim Randalls just called us there, John. He told us that if the deal is made, made official. It is now, are you ready for this? One year, uh, $30 I million. Am. One year, $30 million. Wow. For Tampa. And the thing is, however... He was ready. It looked like he was ready to sign with the Chargers. A lot of people thought he was going back to California, but now he is going to Tampa Bay. So with mm-hmm. Tampa Bay number three, the question is: Are they going to take two a T from Alabama? Are they going to draft him at number three? Are they going to keep that pick, or are they going to trade it away? Katie, I'm I don't. Sorry. My grandma needs my my help. Okay, why don't you get going? Uh, okay. I, I'm just. I'm going to wrap things up here then. No, hold on, tell, hold on. She's, tell her I'm sorry. Tell her I'm sorry. He's got it. He's sorry, Jaden, Grandma. Sorry about that. Okay, we're going to come. He said gonna, sorry about that. All right, well, he listen. that's all right. <laughs> okay, well, we're going to cut it on out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we, uh, oh, well, we were going to talk about Undertaker and Sid. Oh, I didn't know if you were going yet. We got to talk about Undertaker and Sid. Oh, yes, we do. You're right. Good call, John. Good call. Good call, indeed. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, uh, that leads us to our main event, ladies and gentlemen, The Undertaker versus Sid, ladies and gentlemen. As John just pointed out, this time it was an ODQ matchup, however. Sid was the champion. Taker, however, would win, however, his second title, however. Uh, your thoughts about Sid and Undertaker as we wrap it up in your final rating on a scale of 1 to 10. Oh, that... That was a show steal. Well, not a show stealer, but eh, could have been a little better. Yeah. But glad uh, Undertaker winning the title. Yes, indeed. And your final rating on a scale of one to ten? I say give it a six. All right, I'm gonna say a six-two, and I'm gonna say the match wasn't too bad. How involving Taker. And uh, Sid, of course, Sid, of course, had been the champion for not even a month, however, but as a result, the Taker did get the belt, however, here. Taker would hold that belt, as you know, until August, of course, ladies and gentlemen, at SummerSlam, which, of course, we'll talk about also, I'm sure, on a future date as well. So, John, if you want to get rolling now, go ahead. We yeah, I'm going to get rolling. All right, we'll see you at night. My grandma's got some food for me. Go, go, go. We'll talk to you in a bit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> see you later. All right, the human suplex machine now leaving us, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, we will be talking with him at 9 o'clock, ladies and gentlemen. We do want to thank you all, as well as the human suplex machine, for joining us this evening, ladies and gentlemen, as I do want to thank him. I want to thank all of you for listening tonight. Don't forget, at 9 o'clock, we'll have more to discuss about the aftermath of what was a very interesting edition of Monday Night Raw, ladies and gentlemen. That being said, however, we'll have a lot to discuss, ladies and gentlemen. However, you definitely want to stay tuned as far as that goes. We will be talking to you very, very soon. Have a good rest of the night and week. Please wash your hands. Be safe out there and be careful as well. Happy St. Patrick's Day and have a couple green beers as well, some whiskey while you're at it, ladies and gentlemen, and some corned beef and cabbage. But as we said, folks, most of all, just stay safe and be careful. We will talk to you again, ladies and gentlemen, in just a little while at 9 o'clock p.m. So for now, for the Human Suplex Machine, this is the Iceman saying so long from episode 211. Don't forget, we will be back at 9 o'clock and again next week, ladies and gentlemen, with another great moment in time here on the Wrestling Revisited Time Machine Show with GTS, myself and John, and the rest of the panel, including MLD, 
Mr. Doug Sam himself, Chad Hinshaw, of course, ladies and gentlemen, along with the JML Experience, Big IQ, Jeff Tears, the Rush Ronda, Rush Wright, and of course, the uh, big, uh, uh, and a bunch of other people as well. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside, saying so long, and we'll talk to you soon here on the Talk Shoe Radio Network. Good night, everyone. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.